Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes healed up and rested before taking their prize catch to Lamb's fishery operation. The crew did some valuable recon, but unfortunately the deal went sour and arms were drawn. The Cursed Campaign continues now. combat let's go here we go first official combat first official combat that jigsaw shark fight was kind of that was like calvin ball a little bit it was like throw a net yeah see what happens this is this is roll initiative you rolled initiative yeah but this is the first book combat (laughs) i don't want to walk past the fact that you casually throw out a calvin ball reference been a minute since i heard that yeah well i mean calvin ball there's no rules yeah we're in the discussion zone where you're allowed to talk about Calvin Ball. Um, if we weren't, you wouldn't be able to. It's yeah, you're not allowed to talk about Calvin Ball. Not while you're in encounter so. mode. Not a, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're strictly in exploration mode right now. Mm-hmm. I think this first encounter is a little bit different than first encounters I've experienced in other adventure paths. There's a decent bit of lead up, I feel like, in this campaign yeah. to, to this encounter. And you can hit it from a bunch of different angles. I remember running rise of the rune lords and the first fight in that is like there's two goblins goblins come like, goblins. Go- goblins are here there's a goblin combat spoilers oh yeah sorry spoilers, <laughs> spoilers for the swallowtail festival <laughs> for the, <laughs> the goblins three, show for the three people listening who haven't played that ap <laughs> yeah. but and and you know in curse there's these guys have levels you know they're not just commoners and i feel like that's that's kind of tough. Like right now, I'll I'll give you a peek behind the curtain. This is a severe encounter because of the way it's playing out, which is not necessarily something you see all the time in at the beginning of adventure. Oh yeah, we gave them time to organize. And we're also in a very small room, which is going to make this difficult. We can't spread out. Sure. We can't get ourselves into the right position. There are a lot of combatants from all angles, and we don't have mobility. Legitimately, we were talking about this before the episode, and we have all our little minis uh, all arrayed on the board here. If one or two more combatants enter the room, we are literally in gridlock. There's nowhere anyone can move. Oh, man. Have you guys ever had one of those really tense fights in a tiny space? I think we're about to. You're about to. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. I, I remember a lot of times the the maps are a little bit weird for these, and I've definitely had to run a combat where... There's like a huge creature in a 20 foot wide room <laughs> and it just doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense And All it does is it squishes everybody together. A lot of the combats that I remember starting out, like maybe like Plague Stone or something is like, you're in a pretty wide open space. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, a wolves attack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing is like, generally the first, the first combat in a lot of adventures seems a little arbitrary. The fact that you're kind of thrown into something initially, but this is like, you were saying there's a whole bunch of lead up that goes into at least this first one in Curse, which is seems uncommon. Besides the fact that we're all crammed in this room and yeah, there's there's really good lead up and these people appear scary. An observation that I've heard a couple times about uh, low level combats is that every enemy you fight is a dragon. Like anybody could potentially crit us. 
and a crit would basically wipe away almost all of our health. So like the fact that we're fighting this, you know, punk in the chair and this half work that looks kind of frightening and maybe a dog like one or two nasty hits puts a first level character down. And when you can't move around, you can't get away. I don't know what attack of opportunity situation looks like. This could get so deadly so fast and we could see one of us take an early leave from this campaign. <laughs> and I don't and I don't think that's much of an exaggeration. Like this is this looks very scary. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get into the campaign or when we get into the actual combat. But <laughs> you got four characters and an animal companion in like a 10 by 20 room. Plus the enemies. So it's really small. I don't want to be here. <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. I think that I would be remiss if I didn't give out another hero point. Uh-oh. At the start of this. You hate to hear that. And I think this one goes to our buddy Steve for what? that long-winded <laughs> but wonderful part stalling for time, part part truth, part lie. Yeah, part truth, part lie, part stalling for time, part negotiation. That he did at the end of last episode. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Griffin. I feel like I'm going to need it. Yeah, you might. I, I want to remind you guys that you should be using those. You each have one. Steve has two now. Big episode one vibes. The uh, the negotiations have broken down. <laughs> the negotiations have broken down. <laughs> the negotiations were short. So this sponsored hero point comes from our friend Random Lad 88 It's specifically for Steve. And it just says... Ham it up. Ham with two M's. He knows you too well. All right. Slam a hams, baby. Hammer time. <laughs> and so where we left off, I think we were getting into some sort of initiative order. In fact, we had you rolling diplomacy for your initiative. What'd you get? I'm glad I rolled diplomacy because that is a high bonus for me, but I did roll pretty terribly. I'm coming in at a nine. Nine. Mir, what was that perception from earlier? It was an 18. Sylvie, how was that perception? 21. And Diego? 22. God, I'm talking myself in circles over here, and you guys are ready for action. <laughs> Diego, the hair bristles at the back of your neck when you hear this man call you nine lives and say that it's time to die. You hear the noise on the side, on the doors leading into this room. You're the first to act. Diego will immediately call out, enemies at the doors, prepare for contact. As a manipulate action, he's going to draw the maul from his back. He's going to move directly up to Yargan. We have a special aside to Vex saying, don't step close to the door. Someone's going to open it and you'll be flanked. Then he is, he feels the rage building in him, but he's not going to rage just yet. He's got, he's going to strike once with the maul at Yargan. Sure. That is a 23 to hit. 23 hits Yargan. This, awesome. this man who is greasy and in a red velvet jacket is sitting in a chair and just gets walloped well, on. Well, he stood up. He stood up, oh, he stood he stood up. up to say yeah. that to you. Oh, no. You can knock him back down in the chair. 
Pretty good damage. That is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh, that's the great damage. Cracks into his sternum. Next to the order is Sylvie. Has the door been opened the yet? The doors have not been opened. Okay. You guys got the perception drop on them. You heard them coming, and so you're able to ready yourself before these doors open. Or you could potentially open a door <laughs> and uh, and attack whatever's on the other side. It's up to you. How big is this room? This is a 10 by 20 room. And that's what I'm seeing with the five foot squares. And there are 25. Yeah, 10 by 25. Yeah, so what we're dealing with here is this office and there's this wooden desk sitting in the corner that Jargon was sitting at. The table has a bunch of slate boards covered with chalk and a bunch of contracts on it. But otherwise, it's a relatively austere office. And yeah, it's 10 feet wide and then 20 feet deep when you enter it. What I'm trying to say is there are six characters in this room and only two free spaces of the eight spaces open. We're playing uh, traffic jam here. Yeah. However, Sylvie, one of those free spaces is next to Jargon. It sure is. If Sylvie moves up there, can she draw her uh, rapier during that move? No. Two separate actions? It would be two separate actions in 2E. So you can move, draw, and attack. Sylvie moves through Vex Square up to the opening. Excuse you. She draws her rapier, but instead of attacking with the rapier, she is actually going to attempt a trip. Okay, this is going to be against my reflex DC. And for the listeners, a lot of things are against DCs in second edition. So you'll hear me say stuff like reflex DC, fortitude DC. What that means is it's just 10 plus your reflex save or 10 plus your fortitude save or even AC is a DC. The Like the static bonus you have to roll for mm-hmm. save. Okay. All right, starting out strong. That is a 24. 24 does trip Yargon. Is that potentially a critical success? No, it is not a Ah, critical success. All right, so he is prone, and Sylvie calls out to him, you are as sharp as a marble. And she (laughs) enters a state of panache. Yeah. We really like that. So, so... Tripping a creature, succeeding on that, gets you into like a swashbuckler thing. Yes. So with Sylvie's swashbuckle style, uh, the gymnast, when she trips a foe during an encounter, that enters her into this state where she is even better in combat. She's confident. She's ready to go. She knows she's got this. And that helps her in combat. So when you trip Yargin, he enters a condition called prone means you're lying on the ground, you're flat-footed, and take a minus two circumstance penalty to attack rolls. The only move actions you can use while you're prone are crawl and stand, and standing ends a prone condition. Ooh. And two-e flat-footed is great because it takes your what, your AC down by two, you yep. think? Mm-hmm. So it makes him easier to hit. That's great for me, too. Next in the order is Yargin. He calls out, Hookshanks, giggles, get him. Giggles. <laughs> don't like it. I bet, he, I bet it's the big don't guy. Like it. it is the big guy. <laughs> he was laughing at you guys. He is going to make an arcana check. With a natural 19, he succeeds. He's tricking a magic item. Remember when I said he had parchment in his hand? That was not the contract he oh, meant no. to sign with you. That was a scroll, my friends. And so the spell Acid Burst goes off. Damn. I don't like that. 
That's like a UMD equivalent in one E, right? The, the yes, tricking. yes. So yeah. in first edition, there was use magic device as a skill. In second edition, you can take a feat called trick magic item, which allows you to use a scroll even if you can't cast spells or you can't cast that school of spells. I think Diego might think he's a wizard or something <laughs> for that. So the spell is acid burst or acidic burst rather. Uh, you create a shell of acid around yourself that immediately bursts outward, dealing 2d6 acid damage to each creature in the area. That's going to affect Diego, Vec, and Sylvie. I need each of you to make a reflex save. Ooh, okay. Mm, I don't like it. Cock die. Ooh. Oh, my uh, God. I rolled poorly. I will use my hero point from Random Lad. Thank you very much. Nice. I hope that pays off. I think it does because then my reflex goes up to an 18. 18. Natural 20. Ooh, that is a great 25. I rolled so well. I also got a 25. 25 without it being a natural 20? It was not a natural 20. Okay, uh, that (laughs) is... Only a success. Okay. Vec, you also succeed. You think you were very close. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that is five points of damage to those that succeeded. Would have been 11 points of damage. And to Diego, that is no damage. That's acid damage. Gotta love those critical successes in Tui. You dodging like a champion. That's awesome. Yeah, because trick magic item is an action and it's two actions to cast the acid burst that's his turn oh okay so the spell is cast in the same amount of actions it would normally take to cast next in the order is mirror okay mirror is going to take a step back because there's a door directly in front of her and diego said there's noises and she is going to use a manipulate action to pull out her long spear, actually, which has nice 10 feet reach. Ooh. Yes. And then with her very last action, she is going to command Figgy to get ready or prepare an attack. So it's like readying an action is a two. That's a two action Sure, um, so Fig- when the door opens, Figgy will attack. Figgy, yes, will bite. All right, Vec. Or, I'm sorry, Vec is way too high in this order. I was about to say, there is no way. We have so many more combatants, and I rolled bad. Mirror, the door in front of you does open, and Vig- Figgy's ready to action goes off. Oh, I guess, yeah. Cause he Can he bite from there? I'll say he can. In first edition, around a corner like that is like cover. Cover, yeah. 20? With cover, that's a miss. Oh! Okay, I rolled a 15. (laughs) Now remember, object cover is a plus two to their AC. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. It was total cover, right? Uh, Like the soft cover is like a plus one, so. Yeah, so soft cover where you might have an ally in between is a plus one. Okay. He didn't like that attack. So he opened the door as an action. He's going to step into the room. And he sees this badger again. Stabs at it. 
Well, you heard it here first, folks. Figgy cannot be injured. That's a natural one. Yeah. yeah. Protect Figgy. Team Figgy. We have to protect Figgy. Ah, this badger again. That's that creature's turn. The door to the south opens, and you see that same half-orc on the other side, right behind Sylvie. I roll an intimidate check to demoralize you, Sylvie. Okay. So this is against your will, DC. That is a 18. How do I get my will? It's your will save plus 10. And then what did you get? 18. That succeeds. Okay, so you are frightened one. Frightened is a pretty crazy condition in 2E. It's very versatile because it takes your AC down, all like all your attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Now he's going to strike at you with his flail. <laughs> However, a 12 to hit will not hit even with the frightened condition, I'm sure. No, that does not. Vec, it is now your turn. Some damage has happened in the party, but I don't think anyone's particularly in danger yet, unless I see otherwise. So Vec is going to start his turn by, again, just like you saw in the jigsaw shark fight, ripping off this leather bracelet that is covering a tattoo on the inside of his left wrist and using two actions to cast a a cantrip that I have called Electric Arc. What I will need is a basic reflex saving throw from uh, my friend Yargin. And of course, the little bastard that stabbed Figgy through the paw. The monster, the true evil. (laughs) All right, I think we can do that. Yargin only gets a 17. Meets succeeds. And this gnome who you think if the orcs giggles, he's probably Hookshanks. Ooh, four on the die is only a 13. Does not meet. So uh, I'm going to roll some damage. Sure. Okay. I have seven damage total. The gnome takes all seven damage. My friend Yargin takes three because he succeeded, but did not critically succeed, which would have negated the damage. Instead, he just takes half. Sure. That is two actions. Vex still has one left. There's nothing I particularly want to do right now. I'm going to see how things start to play out over this next round. So he is going to put his hand on Sylvie's shoulder take him down mate i'll believe in you and give you guidance for your next whatever you want to do with it awesome okay this dog is going to attempt to tumble through in order to get to the other side of our party because there's not really anywhere it can move in can you tumble through more than one enemy on our little sheet it says stride up to your speed and you can try to move through the space of one enemy. Acrobat versus reflex DC. Okay, he's tumbling through twice. Oh. Uh, makes it both times with an 18 and a 16 on the die. Is on the other side of Vec and is going to tear into Vec. Mm. And to think I almost 
cast shield instead of guidance. <laughs> that was a 23. That hits, that is not a crit. Three points of piercing damage. Okay. Back to the top of the round is Diego. Diego is standing over the prone body of Yargan, and the rage begins to build within him as he does rage as an action. So rage takes his AC down a bit. He gets some increased damage and some temporary hit points. Then he is going to bring his maul over his head to bear down on Yargan twice. Uh, two on the die, though, is not going to hit. That goes to a nine. Nimble dodge. And a 16 to hit. Yes. Okay. With nimble dodge. Dang. <laughs> you shouldn't have said your first one so fast. I would have said nimble dodge on that. Okay. Well, he swings twice. The mall clatters off of the floor twice as it, he just barely misses his body. That's his turn. Okay. Sylvie, you're up. Yargan on the ground looks like a easier target to hit. She raises her cape to partially hide her body, holding it in a protective position, and increases her AC. Okay. Uh So you raise a dueling cape? Yes. And then she is going to attack... Yargin. And the frightened condition also... It uh, continues until the end of your turn. And it, it's effective against Yargin as well? Because she's just like yeah, frightened so in she's, general? If she's attacking, it's a minus one to your attack okay. rolls. If you toggle it on, it's a minus one to most things, I yep. believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn it. Uh, that's only a nine. Yeah, nine's not going to do it against Yargin, unfortunately. Uh, she still has one more action, so she's going to... Attempt another hit. Okay. With a two, that's a three. Uh, Certainly no. Certainly no. God. But now that your turn is over, you are no longer frightened. Yes, that is true. Goes away. Last, it, it ticks every round at the end of your turn. Yargin stands up. This was oney. That would provoke a lot of attacks. Yes, it would. He stands up. He pulls out a dagger, and he attacks at Sylvie, who is now flanked. Uh, she's going to nimble dodge. Okay. Oh, we so got a couple. Take away the flank bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, she's something of a nimble dodger herself. <laughs> uh, five on the die will not hit. Okay. That's his full turn. Get up, draw, and slash. So it's Mir's turn. So Mir is going to use a spell, a first level spell, actually. My first ever first level spell. Okay. Because I would like this creature that is in front of me to be moved. Okay. I'm going to use hydraulic push. I like the sound of that. Yeah. So I am going to call forth a powerful blast of pressurized water that will bludgeon the target and knock it back. And it is a ranged spell attack roll. Ranged spell attack. Sounds good. (laughs) No. I only rolled a five on the die, and so the spell will fizzle and not quite work. And then um, that changes a lot of things. Wow. I would command Figgy to attack with my last action. 
I did not roll above a 10 on either. Yeah. It's well, not going to happen. That won't do it, unfortunately. I rolled a 3 and a 7. Well, Mir, you just cast a spell at this gnome. Didn't like that. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you got it wet, probably, with the water. Maybe, maybe, um, yeah. He's going to use deception to attempt to faint. Ooh. No, I think what actually happened is instead of a, a, like my hands go out and a pressurized jet should come out of them, but instead it's just like a small waterfall down. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that is a natural 18, which will go to a 24 against your will DC. Okay, yeah, I mean, like, that's over it. <laughs> it's over it. I'm sure it doesn't crit. No way. Oh, she's very wise. Very wise, yes. Yeah, uh, so my... you're flat-footed to this next attack. Okay. He swings a kukri at you. Menacingly, he kind of grimaces at you. It's not going to be great. That's only a 15 against your flat-footed AC. Uh, definitely hits. Okay, if that hits, he does have... Sneak attack. Like most people's ACs aren't very high. Yo, yeah, mine is right. Like <laughs> raging right now, it's a seventeen. So like the the swing is not that high for, especially if you're a caster. He does six points of damage as his kukri slices you, and man, I think he's gonna swing at Figgy now. Bad choice. Four on the die will not hit Figgy with an eight. Figgy is the only one of us that has plot armor in this campaign. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Giggles is flanking Sylvie with Yargan now that Yargan has a dagger out. And so first thing he's going to do is attempt to attack. I already used my reaction. Yeah, so that's going to be a 17 to hit. That does not hit. Okay, so no, he yeah. misses you with that attack. He's going to try and attack you again. That is a one higher roll with a minus five, so that won't hit. And then, this is tough. There's not a lot of room to maneuver. I think he's just going to swing at you again. He really doesn't have a ton that he can do. I would venture to say that Sylvie has the highest AC out of all of us. Probably. I'm guessing. It's a 19 right now. Yeah, Holy that's crap. really good. Yeah. That's really good, level one. Jealous. And you got me beat, even with a 14 on the die. Sweet. She's just so nimble. Yeah, very nimble. Vec, you're up. All right. There's been a lot of pain that's been going around. Who's the worst looking among us? Is anybody worried? Haven't I'm been at touched. 11 of 17. I'm at 11 of 19. 14 of 19. How's Figgy doing? Figgy hasn't been touched. <laughs> Figgy hasn't been touched. He's been attacked, but he hasn't been touched. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we're probably okay for now. Nobody is on the brink of death. So Vec is going to continue what he's been doing. His tattoo again springs this crackling blue lightning between the same two opponents. So I need a basic reflex save from Yargin and a basic reflex save from the gnome. Yargin's got an 11. He fails. Fail. Gnome has a 13. He also fails. Sweet. Nice. Taking some full damage here. Max damage. Yeah. Both of them are going to take eight points of damage as electricity crackles between them. Electric arc? You Best know arc. it. Best arc. 
Electric arc is such a good cantrip. Mm-hmm. And Yargan drops. Yes! yes. Woo! That breaks the, fr- the flank for Sylvie. Oh, that's, so yeah, that that's is huge. Great news. Okay. You have one more action. What would you like to do? I do. What's the name of the gnome again? Hookshanks. Hookshanks. After Hookshanks took that eight points to the dome, probably looking a little frazzled, Beck's going to take a look at Hookshanks and say, You did it now, mate. Should never have hit my body, Feggy. Your body's going to feed the fishes tonight as I try to demoralize him. Nice. With Intimidate. 21. 21 does it. All right. Which means that uh, that was probably a regular success, yes, right? Yes, it was. He is frightened one. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Next in the order is Blue, this dog. Oh. It's going to attack at Vec again. No. Can we not? Also, let's let's try not to kill the dog. Are you kidding me? Like, we don't have to kill it. Like, maybe if all of its masters are dead first. We have a cat in our party. How do you think that's going to work? Yeah, we also have a badger. It's not going to work. It's fine. Cats and dogs. It's, it's fine. Can I have a shop dog, too? I'll collect all the animals in this campaign. I mean, it's a it's a combat trained dog, so. Sounds oh. like it'd be useful. All right, that is an 18 to hit. You got me. Two points of damage. Great rolls over here. <laughs> Dude, it's level one. Two points is kind uh, yeah. of a lot, though. You have 19 health. Yeah, I do. It's going to attempt to trip you now. This will be against your reflex DC. 16. Or sorry, 15. Oh my god, I was about to say meets beats, but it doesn't! Oh, <laughs> nice. 15 does not I was trip looking at his acrobatics bonus and not his athletics bonus. So he, he he bites into Vec's hip, tries to come back in to sweep his legs out. Vec jumps up. Not today, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to attack you one yeah, more time, said, uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, I may be cocky, but I am severely hurt. <laughs> okay, three on the die won't do it. Sweet. Next in the order is Diego. Diego, you've you don't have a foe in front of you now. Diego looks down at the uh, the the body of Yargan still sparking and says, "Pleasure doing business with you." And then, almost without looking, turns and swings his maul to bear down on Blue the dog. Natural one, not going to hit on his first attack. Uh, that's what you get for trying to attack a dog. Yep. Um, he is going to, I don't know, try to bare his teeth and hiss at the dog it's to demoralize just like, it's it. It's just like I can't attack Figgy, and uh, you you have entered a rage, correct? Oh, I can't, I can't you demoralize. Yeah, I can't intimidate because I'm raging. Okay. So, listeners, barbarians now have some interesting interactions with skills and other abilities because of the concentration trait. You cannot use anything with the concentration trait while you're raging. Yep. And and uh, if you didn't listen to care, uh, Chris's character introduction, he's a barbarian. <laughs> I'm a barbarian. All right. Well, I guess the ragey thing to do will be swing three times. I suppose so. 
Uh, second one is likely to hit, though. That is a 20 total. 20 with multiple attack penalty? Dang. Yeah, 18 on the die. Ooh. Yes, that's a hit. Okay. His maul is, when he started raging, it started humming with this sort of negative energy. It looks like it's almost lighter now that he's swinging with it. He is dealing 10 points of damage, two of which is negative energy damage. It cries out one last yelp, and Mir enters a rage. (laughs) (laughs) The, The dog is unconscious right now, I will say. Unconscious, not dying. Okay. And then, he didn't crit it to death. I think with his acrobatics, he he's going to turn. He hears this this half orc grunting in the in the room next to him. I think he's going to try to go and tumble through on the other side of the orc. Okay. So that's an acrobatic. That'd be an acrobatic. This isn't an attack. Like this doesn't take a multiple attack penalty into no it doesn't. doesn't. Okay. Oh no, that's only an eleven against. I guess reflex DC. I think is how tumble through works. Yes. Unfortunately, that is a failure, and your movement ends. Since your movement can't end with Sylvie, you'd just be one square behind her. I move myself there. That's my turn. Sylvie, it's your turn now. You want to do the same thing? Sylvie watched that attempt, and so she is going to try to move to the other side. Break on through. And she actually gets a bonus to her tumble through because she's so confident right now. All right, keep your panache in your pants. (laughs) That's only a 14. Beats, beats. That panache. She's just going to move right to the other side of him. And then she is going to attack. An 11. An 11 does not hit your target. All right, one more attack. Giggles just kind (laughs) of... Nice try. This time a 15. Okay, fine. Meets yes. beats. Wow. <laughs> Yay. Sylvie stabs at him with extra precision damage, doing six points of damage. Six points of damage, not bad. First blood on Giggles. Yargan's dead, so it's Mir's turn. In 1E, there are issues when you attack with a reach weapon outside in a smaller amount than the actual reach is available. Those issues still persist in second edition. So because your weapon has a 10-foot reach, mm-hmm. you cannot attack this adjacent creature with it. Okay. That is good to know. However, same as with 1E, if you had, say, a natural weapon that had reach, you could still attack adjacent foes. Oh. Okay. So... I am going to move right behind Diego and next to Vec, and I will poke at Hookshanks with my spear. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and nimble dodge this. Bunch of dodgy guys in this thing. I rolled a 13 on the die for an 18. No dice. With my last action, I will have Figgy move in front of the door, and then attack with his jaws. Sure. Okay, okay. 18 on the die. Goes to? 23. 23, Figgy digs into this gnome. Yay! 
as retribution for the stab. I feel like I'm finally rolling one. Well. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Justice. All right. Seven points of piercing damage. Seven points of piercing damage. Figgy tears his leg off Yum. as the gnome <laughs> dies. Yeah! Perfect. Get him. I was trying to have Figgy hold the door. <laughs> All right. You guys are doing some work here. It is just Giggles left, but it is Giggles' turn. <laughs> Giggles steps to the door, opens it, and runs into this next room all the way oh, to the no. following doors. And, and so we see this on the map, though. I think we might have a good idea of how this building is laid out. The door that he opened went into the room that had all those children where we had that interaction last episode. Griff, I'm assuming we kind of Sylvie can see that room we can kind of figure out he went into that room and you hear him yell out intruders in the building get him kids no 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 no. it's Vex turn Sylvie better shut the freaking door oh boy okay I don't like at all how this is going Vec is going to take a five-foot step to look through the door so he can see both Sylvie and Figgy just to start moving here. So are you taking a step as an action or are you? Yes. Okay. Just to kind of thematically keep it going as we move it through the building here. All right, so Mir's taking some pretty, pretty rough hits. So what Vec does is he, as his second action, burns a focus spell called Healer's Blessing, which means that additional healing spells, spells with the healing trait, will do extra hit point healing when he does cast them. He has one more action left. So as his third action, he casts, he uses his other focus point, which bumps him up to his moderate curse. It looks like wind is blowing all around him to use lifelink as I pump a bunch of healing into Mir. It is five points of healing. That burns- We have different definitions of a bunch, but sure. Yeah. Bunch at first level. (laughs) Ish. It's a bunch at first level without using the spell heal. Fair. I mean, Mir doesn't use a spell heal and she does 48. But she also doesn't do that during battle. When she gets battle medic, she will. But she doesn't. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, that's Vex's whole turn? Yes. Diego, you could clearly see Giggles run out of the room that Sylvie's in. Yep, he could see him run. Diego is going to use this amazing ability that you can get as a barbarian with a feat at first level called Sudden Charge. By spending two actions... You can stride twice up to your move speed both times. And if you end your movement uh, within melee range of an enemy, you can make a strike against them. Sure thing. So with 50 total feet of move speed, Diego can move into the room that Sylvie's in, into the next room. As he's moving through there, he sees the children shoveling slop. And he comes down within range of the half-orc to bear. I think he's going to attack non-lethally. Okay. At this half orc, he's going to take a minus minus two penalty to hit him, but that's what he's going to do to swing once. Natural one. Doesn't hit. Okay, that was two actions. Yep. Third action. 
If he tries to hit non-lethally, he will be attacking at a plus zero. So, maybe this next swing is lethal. That's a nine on the die. That's not going to go to anything that can hit. That's his turn. Okay. Sylvie. Uh, I want to take him out quickly. But these poor kids. These kids are in an awful situation. And Sylvie's going to try to do her best. Even if it's painful to get them to a better place. So she moves up to Giggles and with a flourish of her rapier, she is going to use her confident finisher to do extra precision damage as she tries to finish him off as swiftly as possible. And she kind of goes at it from the side where the kids maybe won't see it as much. She raises her dueling cape. (laughs) Shield your eyes. Oh my gosh. I rolled a wand, so that's an eight. Oh, there have been so many natural ones. However, oh, you do have a hero point. Use, oh, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, I got I gotta use it. Thank you. Worth worth for a finisher. Yep, this could take him out in one fell swoop if you hit. Alright. This time. 21. What does it look like? Yeah! Yes! There we go. Oh my goodness. So like I said, Sylvie does like a spin. So her her cape does fly out and then she goes uh, on the other side and stabs her rapier directly into his side and then pulls it out, trying to limit the amount of blood. Do you want to roll damage just so the listeners can hear how much damage a finisher does? Yes. So I want to know. <laughs> typically, Sylvie does 1d6 plus 2. But with the confident finisher, she adds an additional two d6. Wow! Amazing. I don't even have enough d6s out for this. Do you want one? Yeah. That is ten points of damage. Swing, dead. Woo! <laughs> what about these kids, though? Well, as giggles falls. You're out of combat. The children see you having killed their oppressors. They seem terrified, but one of them, an older child, maybe even a, they're they're like maybe just a teen. Like they seem like they might be like 13 or something. Uh, the biggest child has a striking resemblance to the boy whose arm you fixed the other nightmare. Oh. And the other kids are kind of cowering, but he's seen you in the building. And so as you reconvene, he would come up to you. Miss, are you the lady that helped my little brother? He said there was a nice half-orc lady and he said she fixed his arm. I that was probably me. I've helped a few children here and there. Was it recent? Yeah, he came back two nights ago. But Mr. Lamb said if he couldn't pick pockets, that he wasn't worth the trouble to feed. <gasps> you gotta help him, miss. 
he's down there with Mr. Lamb and anybody that goes down there doesn't come up. I'll help him. I think we're all ready for that. Where's down there? Well, you took care of Hookshanks and, and Giggles. They they would have beat us or probably killed us if, if we said anything. And Yargan. Yargan doesn't really deal with us. Although he might have if we said what I'm going to tell you. That ship, it's a secret passage. Oh. There's a way down through the ship. We don't see Mr. Lamb very often, but when we do, that he comes up from there. Hey, mate, what? where does that secret passage go? Straight down into the mainland? It gets pretty close to the water. I think there might be a hole in, in w- one of the offices. We're not allowed in there, but I think Yargan passes food and stuff down to Mr. Lamb. And he doesn't go all the way down. So there must be something here that some way he gets it down. But but I think that Mr. Lamb is living in like the pilings or something underneath this. Yeah. This building. This is some El Chapo shit. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps one of their bodies might have clues about this, but this is certainly worth checking out. We've got to search Yargan's office, too, if that's where they were feeding him. Aye. Yeah, let's take our time, see see what we got here. I'm a little worse for wear, and I know I'm not the only one who is. If we're going after Lamb, let's make sure we're ready to go after Lamb. We need to be at our full strength. And Sylvie turns to the children. Get yourself to a safe place. You do not need to stay here. We don't have anywhere to go. And a lot of these kids are really young. This 13-year-old is easily the oldest kid here. Okay. Can we... Does it make sense for us to possibly... Huddle the kids up into, like... I don't know, maybe Yargan's office or one of the offices. Have them bar all the doors until we're ready. For now. Yeah, I think that's going to be the safest place that then we'll have to figure out how to help them. If you would be discussing that plan, the older kid would say, the other kids around here call me Shanks. I've been here the longest. I've got the longest arms and can unclog the toughest clogs. I can take care of the rest of them. As long as you promise you'll go after my brother, I can I can make sure we all are safe somewhere. Whatever you need me to do, but there's other kids. We're not the only ones. We're only about half of the kids Mr. Lamb keeps here. The other ones are out pickpocketing right now. They'll be back later. What do you want me to do about them? Is there no church or holy place that those kids might have refuge in? They live here with us. They'll be coming back and they'll see they'll see that you guys killed all <laughs> all of all the adults here. And that's that's fine. I don't want to stay here anymore or any more than we have to, but I don't know where everybody's going to go. Griff, can we roll a society or 
or yeah, local lore or something to see if there's like an orphanage or like Chris said, like a a church or something. Can I roll a religion for the church? Yeah, you could roll a religion if you wanted to. I don't have society, so I'm trying to contribute. Uh, it'll be needed because I only got a six on that society. I got a 21 on my religion. I have a 16 on religion. Mir would also turn to Vec during this. I don't know if we've got a place that we know. I certainly don't. Do you think we might need to help find a place? Like, I don't know. Orphanage? I will answer based on what Griffin says. (laughs) (laughs) I figure. With the society, you don't know anything about the orphanages, really. With those religion checks, Mir, you think the Church of Serenray is the only big church that would take in these kids. The Church of Abadar would charge a fee, and the Church of Asmodeus would be a terrible place to put a child. The Temple of Many doesn't have enough clerics of any given faith to take care of these kids. However, Vec, you know that there's a place called the Dawnflower House. It's the only orphanage in town that's actually run by clerics. And that's why you know about it from that religion check. You could potentially take the children there. It's in Midlands. So it's in this district of Corvosa as well. You know, Mia, I have passing knowledge of a place not too far here called the Dawnflower House. I think these kids would do well there. It'd certainly be better than living on the streets. Might be a future for them. Can we send them there now? Or should should we accompany them later? We could wait until all of the children have arrived and make sure we take all of them to the safe house. Otherwise, there will be children that are left questioning what happened to their livelihood very astute, Sylvie. I'd say that at the very least, let's reunite this bloke with his brother. Get the two of them, see who comes back, take the whole lot of them to the Dawnflower House. Yeah, you know that the Dawnflower House is run by uh, clerics of Serenray. It's just not the official temple of Serenray. You mm-hmm. think if you took them to the temple, they would probably take them to the Dawnflower House anyway. But because it's run by clerics, it's probably going to be a good place to also take these children who are clearly malnourished and mm. damaged. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, Saren Ray's a good god. The cleric should treat him right. Yes. Get that, the get dawn that, flower. Get that create food and water flowing. <laughs> Is that, I don't know if that's a two-y thing. It's a one-y thing. <laughs> it's a cantrip and money. Yeah. No, well, hopefully we got old clerics. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> clerics from ten years ago, please. <laughs> They move differently. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you have the children in an office. You tell them to bar themselves in. Are you kind of just perceiving around at this point? I know you wanted to check the bodies, and you also want to just kind of passively seek. Yeah, check the office. Yeah. And and heal up, too. Uh, There's some decent damage around this party. Yeah, so you can certainly take... 10 minutes to heal. I don't know if that's going to get everybody, though. Sylvia, have you taken damage? Yeah, she's Do I need at to heal 14 of 19. 
Do I need to heal someone? Some surgery might help you out. <laughs> That's risky for four damage. But yeah, I mean. the like acid damage she took could be. I could cut, cut out, it off. Cut off the burned skin. Yep, all the skin. Really. I, also, I also am down ten. Would you like some healing? Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Okay, okay, okay. I did already roll for perception because I thought that's what we were going into and didn't realize how far down people were. So I don't want to take that roll away, but I will go ahead and work on healing. So I will start with cutting away Sylvie's... Actually, I will just do a regular medicine check because you're barely hurt, right? You're, you are barely hurt. Yeah, only five. Okay, Points so... down. I can choose to not cut all the skin off first, so I will just attempt to regular medicine check with regular healing I tools. I appreciate that. And I succeed. Oh boy, what do I do on a regular succeed? I'm so used to critical. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. I just, <laughs> I'm so used to critical. I heal you eight points of damage. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, so that takes 10 minutes. What are the rest of you doing? Diego is looking around the room. I'll roll him a perception as well as the bodies. I also have to heal. 17 perception. That'll take another 10 minutes. Is that going to be an issue? No. You guys can hang out for as much as you want. During the first 10 minutes, I refocus. Okay. Sorry, what was that? A 17 perception. A 17 perception. You're checking out the bodies because you've been told to look for a trapdoor. A 17 is actually enough. Behind the chair in the office, you see there's a seam in the wood. However, when you reach down to kind of pull this trapdoor, it just kind of locks. It feels like it might be wedged or barred in some way. There is a, a trapdoor behind the chair here, but it appears from the other side there may be a bar or a lock preventing us from opening it. If we want to venture below, we may need to check out the ship out back. You also note that this this, this seam is like a one-foot-across hole. You don't think, think that any of you are small enough to really be able to get down there unless you like covered Sylvie in grease or something. <laughs> it's like a little sloppy <laughs> foot in prison doors to like push food through. Exactly like that. Like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sylvie does a perception uh, after she's healed. 21. You are checking Yargin out first, Diego. You see that he has a brass key, an iron key, an amulet with a garnet in it, and because you took him down so quickly, he has two lesser acid flasks. Nice. Two lesser alchemist's fire and two lesser dread ampules. Wow. He also has a crossbow and 20 bolts. If you guys needed a crossbow. And he's wearing leather armor under his velvet red jacket. On Hookshanks, you find small-sized leather armor and a kukri. This kukri appears rune-etched. Oh, man! No way. This is a plus-one kukri. Oh, boy! We should give the, the leather armor, the small leather armor, to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen these runes on weapons before. If we take them to 
someone with more experience in working with arms and armor, they might transfer this onto perhaps another weapon. Could be useful for us. Or if somebody can use a kukri now, they could certainly use it. True. Mm-hmm. On Giggles, you find a shoddy breastplate, probably not even worth wearing or selling even really. Uh, three javelins and a flail. Blue has a ornate collar that says blue. Aww. If found, returned. Actually, blue's unconscious. I did say that earlier. Not dead. I feel like I had said that, so yep, yep. Mir probably would have prioritized healing blue. Um, That would be correct. <laughs> Over Sylvie. Still haven't healed me yet either. <laughs> that would be correct. Still waiting. Uh, so we're going to spend 30 minutes because the first yes. 10 would be healing blue. And I'm not cutting blue. Alright, I got a natural 16 plus 7. That'll do it. Yes, that'll definitely do it. Heals six points. Six points. Blue is up. Still slightly damaged, but conscious. Do you have something that allows you to... Um, oh, hang on a minute. Like a handle a commanded animal? Yeah, why, I just know I a druid. That? that was really dumb, I guess. I could have done heal animal. <laughs> Focus spell, but okay. I guess it wouldn't have mattered. No, is that, I think that has to be your animal companion, though, doesn't it? No, or is it just one just willing living animal? animal creature. Well, I guess if he's unconscious, is he willing? Okay. Anyways, what were you asking? Do you have anything as a druid different than handle animal, which would be a survival check? Do you have any specific bonuses to that or something? So, actually, um, commanding an animal is a nature versus will DC. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a survival to... Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but I am trained in nature. So, I guess that's what that's how command an animal works, but it's a little bit different because I'm not really commanding, so I don't know if that's the route you want to go. I think go. you, you kind of need to... I mean, Diego took this dog down so the dog is hostile towards you guys yeah and so i can't really command actually if it's a hostile or unfriendly just looking for me to almost almost you're almost looking for like a diplomacy but with a dog perhaps one of the children will be better acquainted with it i have my worries about putting a child up against a rabid dog yeah same i also have my worries about reviving a rabid dog but you know it's not rabid it's attacking all of us. I know maybe it's it was not rabid per to. se, but. Um, I was trying to see if I've, if there's anything I can do. Use diplomacy to make an impression on animals and make very simple requests of them. I can, I can make an impression. Right. Usually you can't do that with an animal. I so can. can you because I can. you're a druid? Yes, I can. Okay, then go for it. Okay. <laughs> Net 20. Yeah. Net 20. That is a critical success. Nice. Which will improve its um, its attitude two steps because of crit success to Amazing. neutral to you. Awesome. Okay. So now I could command the animal. Yeah, so now you could attempt to command the animal to maybe 
guard the children? I will absolutely do that. So this is against its will, DC, and my nature check here. Okay. 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 Not bad. That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20 should do it. Nice. Rolled another 13. Rolled a few of those tonight. So as you've been spending these, the last 10 minutes of the 30 minutes healing the animal. Uh, uh, I still need to spend the last 30 minutes or the last 10. It's still only been 20 because that has not been healed. Okay. Do you need me to do that now? Yeah, go ahead and do that. All right. I am going to be doing risky surgery just because you look a little extra hurt. Sure. Um, So you have three points of damage that you just took and then I succeeded, so it's a critical success. Sweet. 19 points of healing. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Brings him right back up to full. He's I, I, right as rain. Wonderful. I rolled a 14 um, plus 7, so it's, I really wish sometimes that I could, not like it matters at this level, I wish I could target uh, for the 20 because I've been hitting it. <laughs> so as Mir's been healing you, Diego takes the amulet with the garnet off of Yarg and, and, and walks over you. I uh, I know that there are elders in my tribe that wear amulets that have a particular purpose. I'm not skilled enough to detect magic or understand magic. I'm wondering if do you do you sense any magic on this? That would be a nature check. I will do a nature check. Or detect magic if you have the cantrip detect magic. I actually do not. Hey, I overheard that you thought that there might <laughs> be magic on that there item. Yes, Take for a look. Uh, detect magic. You do not detect magic. Okay. You do okay. detect that it's worth about 10 gold. Woo! Mm. Oh, man. The divine tells me that there's gold to be found in this amulet. That's magic enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> the magic was the gold we found along the way. Yeah. Sylvie takes a closer look at the kukri and she kind of holds it in her hand and kind of swings it around a little bit. I have never seen a weapon such as this, but it functions very similarly to what I already have. I can make good use of this finesse weapon. Okay. She is trained in martial weapons. It's an uncommon weapon. Uh, but she can use it. All right. You move with a fluidness and grace that I have not seen in uh, in many people before. It's is it's very nice watching you work. Why? Thank you. I have uh, practiced often. So you have thirty minutes while your druid is healing everybody. Uh, Diego, you didn't really need healed, so... No, yeah. Are you searching around? Do you have some keys that you found? Yep. Keys in hand, I think he would go through, you know... Steve's talking off air. People probably would have come through. We made a lot of noise. They would have, they would have come yeah. through if we, had, if we had done something. So I think it's safe to explore the rest of these rooms. If any door is locked, he'll try both keys. Sure. Uh, you do find that some of the doors are locked. Trying both keys, the... Iron key doesn't appear to unlock doors. The other one does. So that key, you try it on one door, opens it. Try it on another door, opens it. 
you think it probably opens all the doors. However, when you entered this place, you remember that there was like a locker or a lockbox in that foyer room where the children were. That's locked when you go up to it. But using the iron key, it opens. Ah. And within? Within, there are two small pouches containing five gold each, as well as a stick. Uh, a wooden stick or a... Wooden stick. A wooden, wooden stick. stick. Um... He'll pick it up, turn it over confused, and bring it back to the party saying, I've... I found 10 gold in patches and pouches and this this uh stick. I wonder if that was something for the dog to chase, but just to be sure I'll detect magic on it. I was gonna say, I'll see if it's a normal stick. <laughs> yeah, detecting magic, it is magical. Hmm. If you want to identify it, it would be for you nature, for you religion. Good try religion. Or occultism or arcana. Another freaking awesome nature roll here. I got a 17 on the die. Plus seven. Ooh, I didn't I mean I didn't get as high as you're gonna get, but I got a twenty-two. Anybody else rolling? I'll roll it just for fun. I'll do Arcana. <laughs> 23. Wow. Okay. Mir rolled great, realizes this is not a primal spell. Okay. But there's a spell in this. Vec, you realize this is not a divine spell. Mm. But there's a spell in this. Sylvie, you realize this is a wand of force disc. Oh, cool! Sylvie uh, grabs the wand and holds it up to the party. I have read about these before. This is a wand of force disc. I don't know that spell. Force disc allows you to create a disc that follows yeah. at five feet away from you. It is a arcane and occult spell. The disc can hold stuff, so it can hold up to five bulk of items, and it just kind of trails you. So a really good thing you can do is if we, for example, had someone who was in heavy armor or had zero stealth and you had the rest were stealthy, as an example, you could put them technically like on the disc. However, in second edition, they got rid of that little fun thing. No! Yes, if anyone gets on the force disc, it goes away. That's is, so dumb! Is, oh, is well, what about floating animal disc. Okay. Floating disc, sorry. Hypothetically, we put Figgy on the disc. Figgy's probably more than a five bulk. Oh, oh, what a shame. The spell ends if a creature tries to ride atop the disc. Oh, they got rid of the best part of the spell. Oh, damn. I can't wait to use a force disc to move some shit around. Well, <laughs> hey, that's going to be a blast. You guys don't have a bag of holding, so. Yeah, this is going to have to do for now. Last eight hours. So, I mean, logistically, this is going to come in handy at some point. We're just going to. We found a lot of gear. We just pile it all on the disc. <laughs> Perfect. Also, awesome. notably, you can't use the wand right now. Oh, yeah. Sylvie knows about arcane Sylvie can't magic, cast but, arcane or yeah. occult spells. You can either uh, get trick magic item or... Trick magic item or shit out of luck. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. 
guess we're holding this for later. But hey, it's a it's a wand with a spell. You can use it once per day, free spell. Mm-hmm. Once you can get somebody that can cast it, or you can sell it. Awesome. So, what's your plan with the kids? You're getting them set up in a room. You are using the guard dog to guard them, and you're moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You actually yeah. find more children, Diego, in the next room where those shoots led. There's vats of acid, a weak acid that kind of breaks down the fish particles into oh. mush. Oh. And the children in here are kind of sifting the bigger pieces out of that. And you can see their skin looks really irritated because they are sifting through slightly acidic stuff. Mm. But when you show up and not one of their taskmasters, they're pretty easy to convince to join the rest of the children and he'll talk out. he'll talk them into leaving their stations and coming back to the room with the rest of the kids sure so you head to the ship then yeah as, as we're walking towards the ship through this acid room Vex just kind of muttering to the party this place didn't used to be like this it used to be a center of commerce and Merchant tree. The rest of you... Good business used to happen here, not this slop. The rest of you kind of think he's full of shit. <laughs> I mean, this looks... Seeing this the looks state of this really place. ruined. Yeah. Look, there's no way it's been only a few years. Yeah, that's something you would also think. It's like this place had to have been abandoned for like 50 years. Right. Really? Hmm. That's why when he's talking about this, I don't know. Like, okay... <laughs> All right, then back. So you head to the Kraken's Folly. The rotten deck of this ancient sailing ship seems to be barely intact. Its hull is worn and thick with seaweed and barnacles. The ship is held together primarily by the layers of old rope that lash it securely to the pilings that support the fishery and the nearby boardwalk. The rickety walkway leads along the ship's starboard, A foot below its railing, a single wooden door leading to the aft cabin bears a crude painting of a red fish on its surface. And I think we'll continue the cursed campaign next time. Awesome! Get in this ship so so bad. Ahoy! (laughs) (laughs) The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.